rate, review, share, enjoy. This call is being recorded. Well, hey there, Chris. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good. I'm sitting in front of my computer here. Wait. Um. Okay. Oh, I thought I heard an echo there for a second. Okay. Uh, are you on a headphone or something? Yeah, I am. Why? Okay. No, I think it's going to be okay. I, I just thought I heard myself echoing for a second. Okay. Having a good day today? How you doing? Uh, it's been pretty good. I mean, one day out of many right now for a typical Wednesday, but that's okay. Sometimes that's just how days go. I'm a little bummed that there's no hockey on. And by hockey, I mean Kraken hockey. Well, did you say happy birth first? Did you say happy birthday to KD today? Uh, yes, I did. I, oh, I made sure oh. to do that, and I I didn't forget that amongst my day. So I said happy birthday. It's okay. Remember how many how many years are we now? Twenty eight. She's twenty eight years old. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Kate's twenty eighth birthday. Yep. Very good. Yep, I can't um, keep up with it. It's like a lady who told me today, I, I can't keep up with the years anymore. I'm starting to turn into an old lady. I had a lady tell me that uh, she has a bunch of grandchildren, but she can remember their birthdays, but not their birth years. And uh, I think right there I might have uh, just uh, began to understood what that means. Oh, well, I mean, at least that's good that she has good enough memory to recall the dates. Um well, of course, Grandma's good at that. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, speaking of Kraken, did you the game? Have you have you been watching a lot of the games? Did you watch the highlights? Oh gosh, well, I mean, I'm coming at this from a pretty casual. Well, I'm not gonna say pretty casual. I'm gonna say like casual, devoted. Kraken mm-hmm. fan because sometimes I just miss games. You know, sometimes there's other life stuff going on that causes me to miss them, or I just don't end up happening to be watching it. Um, the last one I did catch, well, of course, they missed the two losses, but I watched uh, some of the Chicago game uh, where they scored. Um, I think I can't remember if it was five or six goals, close to the fastest amount of time um, from the from the gate in NHL history. Um, Mm -hmm. against Chicago. So they got off to a hot start, and then, you know, they put two more in during that second period. So I said, okay, well, you know, this this game's in the bag. And he kind of knew or knew and hoping it would be with Chicago um, being one of the uh, worst teams in the league right now. And um, thankfully that panned Mm -hmm. out, and it did turn into another uh, Vancouver situation, who is a bad team that they just seem to get beat by. Oh really? Is that is that a well, their rival, or is Vancouver the rival? I don't know if they're they haven't been good long enough to to have a rival. I mean they've only really shown that they can hang with teams this year. Last year was you know of course first year around the block as an NHL team, and they definitely took a different strategy from uh, how Las Vegas, well excuse me Vegas, approached it. Uh, in the 2017-2018 season, and of course there was a lot of differences in how 
opposing general managers managed the expansion draft. So uh, Seattle didn't quite, they, they weren't quite handed a Stanley Cup caliber team right out the gate. Um, so that said, uh, they haven't really had it back and forth with the team long enough to call them a rival. And uh, what's kind of funny is that uh, I think the NHL is trying to push the Vancouver and Seattle rivalry. And uh, the more that that gets pushed, the uh, more people I think want to push back, but they still haven't beat Vancouver uh, two losses against them this year uh, in pretty close games. Uh, Both games were pretty close in that second one. I know they should have had, they lost in a shootout. Shouldn't even gone to overtime. Um, but uh, I guess we'll see how that pans out because they do because uh, they play them two more times this year. Um, even though they're a bottom tier team right now, they still seem to have the Kraken's number. So we'll see. We'll see. They're also pushing that rivalry with uh, Vegas when they unveiled that uh, in 2024 they're doing the Winter Classic at uh, T-Mobile Park. Um, so. Oh, are they yeah. are they playing are they playing Vegas in that? Or do they are, are. They, Okay. Okay, very good. Um so how how are they so much better this year versus were they not very good last year in the first season? Uh well, they certainly weren't last year. They were definitely they were like at the bottom of the league, I think in um uh, well, I mean, their record put them at third last, and they weren't scoring. Um, their goaltending wasn't good. Their defense wasn't good. And um, it just seems like they had a lot of pieces that they had to shed um, for, for cap space because apparently that's a, an issue um, with the COVID years, how there's a, a flat cap, which basically means that uh, the cap isn't changing uh, for a couple years. So... Awesome. You can kind of treat last year as as a back ender where, you know, they tried to get a few guys. I'm not tried to. I mean, they certainly did get a few guys that are showing up big time this year. Um, but there were there were plenty of guys that just weren't a good fit for the team and or, you know, they were trade bait like Giordano, um their uh, captain last year, who they ended up trading, um, to uh I think it was the uh Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, and, uh, I, I was just reading that they had traded this guy, Jeremy Lausanne, who was like just a trash back end defense guy. Um, he would not be in the lineup with the guys they have right now. They traded him to Nashville for a second round pick. So they've been Mm -hmm. going at it, you know, at a more strategic, with a more strategic angle on, um, acquiring new talent and building them up in their system and, uh, you know, doing the traditional bring in guys around them, which they did this year with a couple guys. Um, you know, the guys that stand out, Oliver Bjorkstrand, uh, Andre Burakovsky, uh, as far as forwards go, um, who are two guys who can handle the puck and can shoot it. Uh, so they open up the ice in that way and, you know, even when they're not scoring, they're allowing other guys to have chances. And um, then the big one that uh, seems to be a, a huge um, popular end here in uh, Seattle is Martin Jones, who is their uh, free agent, just one year, kind of a prove-it deal, uh, an aging goalie who's uh, 
big time stud when he was playing for the San Jose Sharks and kind of fell off for a couple of years, but uh, he's showing his uh, medal again here for the Kraken. Um, and, you know, the real difference though is uh, the scoring and that's put them where they are. So, you know, looking at the standings, they're, uh, I think, second right now in the Pacific. When last year, I think around this time, they were, you know, last or dead, they were either dead last or hovering around there. And a lot of the muster was going out of the building. Uh, the excitement was going out of the building because we're like, well, this team isn't it. You know, the the spark that uh, people seem to latch on to at the beginning of the year, last year, got injured. Uh, Brandon Tadamf, I think he got injured in uh, December. So he was out early. Um, he's kind of that... Uh, they call him Turbo. He's that spark plug that uh, jumps in there and, and really is a speed demon, and he out-hustles just about everyone, and he can make plays because of that. And um, so, I mean, they're in second place right now uh, in the Pacific Division to uh, Vegas, and they're tied with Los Angeles, but their scoring is fourth in the entire league goals per game. So they've just wow. really been laying it on this year. And that's High power offense made a difference. Nice. Wait, oh, so, absolutely. So, so you just went to a home game. So tell me about that experience. Like, how was the crowd and how was the whole arena experience there? Yeah. So I went to uh, the January first game against the Islanders, and. Um, that was that was fun in a way because you got to see we got to see an old guy, uh, an old junior who used to play up here, uh, Matty Barzal, um, who's a, a big piece of uh, the forwards over there in uh, New York. Uh, so it's good to see a homecoming for a guy like that at a, at the national level. But uh, you know, first of all, it was nice to be able to find tickets to go to the game. We did kind of the last minute float around, seeing what was available, uh, seeing what was affordable. Uh, the secondhand market now is basically uh, all online. It's hard to, you know, you can't go down and pick up scalpers like you used to be able to. Um, so there's a lot of fees that you have to deal with. Uh, so it's not something that I can do every every home game. Uh, so it was nice. I mean, at Climate Pledge Arena there, they've really kind of made it like almost a luxury experience, which is a little bit disarming sometimes because I'm like, well, okay, I'm coming here to watch some hockey and <laughs> I don't need to walk around the entire building. You know, I'm not going to be going to um, all the different beer places that they have. I got a, I got one of those Bavarian uh, meat hot dogs um the hot dog itself was delicious but they were using like those crappy hot dog buns that you get from the store for like a dollar 99 uh so the whole thing fell apart as i was eating it um you know i'm mm. hungry i gotta get some food so so that part was nice but when it comes to watching the hockey like they were just uh they were sparked on from the get-go and and they were getting goals and they were creating offense and making exciting passes and playing good defense and um, they just kind of handled them for the entire game. And, uh, you know, the crowd, the crowd, 
I feel like the crowd is getting more educated because an NFL, an NFL, NHL team coming to Seattle brings a lot of new faces to the game, especially when we're completely lacking a, um, a winter sport without basketball. And let's not forget basketball. You know, the Seattle Supersonics, 2008, totally different world basketball than it is now. But that said, it's exciting to have a winter team, and people are trying to jump in on that. Um, I think especially during this time, I did just read an article in the Seattle Times saying, uh, you know, asking the question of, well, should Seattle jump on the board, on, jump on board the ship that the Kraken are on, or jump on board the ship that the Kraken are eating because they're doing so well. Uh, I don't know. That was stupid. Um, uh, but, uh, wow, I lost my train of thought there because I was doing that. Um, the, the crowd was enjoying it. You know, they're getting up when they're doing rushes. They're um, applauding for good saves and good defense maneuvers. Um, you know, obviously everyone goes nuts when a, when a goal happens, and that's always a lot of fun. You know, that's uh, – Nice to experience that this year a couple more times than last year when I think the uh, when uh, Dad and I went to see them play the Lightning. I think they only scored one goal, and it was just like a beat down the whole game. Um, oh, wow. So it was nice, hmm. and you know it was mostly a packed house as I think it is oftentimes there. Um, that was a holiday, so maybe on a, in a random weekday it might be different, but there. Um, it's good. I mean, every every seat's a great seat. You can see the ice pretty clear. We had a nice spot kind of almost halfway between um, on the lower level of the upper level. Um, so we got a good view, got to see some goals from, uh, I think, pretty much everyone that I wanted to see score that game. Uh, is the new guy, Tolvanen, that they picked up from Nashville off waivers, um, who's been plugged right in I think on their third line right now which is really impressive for just a a waiver pickup that somebody didn't want um it was just exciting to see them playing at a level that either matches or outmatches other teams and when it comes to any sport that's what you want to see a winning team very nice very good uh do you have a favorite hockey movie Favorite hockey movie? Oh yeah. man, there there are some movies from back in the day when I was a kid. No, that's okay. Um, you know the 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 classic one that people go to uh, when it comes to favorite hockey movies is Slapshot. But I'm really embarrassed to say, and now I can even think I think I can even say this now as like a casual hockey fan that I've never seen Slapshot, and I think that's one of those classic '80s like comedies. Um, me it's not even a hockey movie really so the one that i'm so the one that i'm talking about here is not even really a hockey movie um it's more like a comedy with hockey in it um and it's just outra- it's just outrageous and uh it's i mean it's got those guys from the from the american pie era like uh eugene levy plays the dad and uh, Sean William Scott plays the main main character in the movie, and uh, that's the movie Goon, if you've ever yep. seen that before. Yeah, yeah, I have. So, that's a good one. That's a good movie. Yeah, obviously less yeah, about yeah. hockey and more about uh, the jokes and the fighting and all that stuff, but uh, 
that's that's one that I enjoy. And uh, you know, if we're yeah. talking classic hockey from movies that uh, are out there, um, oh my God, what is the name of the one with Kurt Russell about the 1980 Olympic team? Oh, Miracle. 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 Okay, that's what I thought. I was like, it's one word, Miracle <laughs> on the Ice. And maybe that's really just because I like anything with Kurt Russell in it, but uh, I, I thought that's a, that's a great hockey movie as well. Yeah, that's a classic one. Yeah, yep. We we have that one on DVD. Or we had that home. Um, oh, I think it's, it's somewhere, and I'll have to watch it now that you mention it. Oh, yeah, such a great movie. Uh, what jersey do you have? Don't you have a, a sweater? Do you have a Kraken sweater? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd call it a sweater. I think sweater okay. is like the classic, the classic phrase, um, which is kind of, which is kind of silly nowadays because there are just jerseys. Um, okay. I wish the NHL one themselves were uh, a little bit higher quality, at least instead of doing the heat press and and doing some stitching. But uh, anyways, they're making a lot of money off of us as fans right now. Um, I got <laughs> oh. last year. Uh, one of the away jerseys. So it's the white jersey with the blue and red bands on the arms and um, down at the base. Uh, so I feel like that one's pretty slick and has some nice accents to it too. And I got an Adam Larson jersey. So okay, you know, Adam Larson is our one of our top D-men right now with, with Vince Dunn. And um, I think last year I was having a hard time picking who I wanted. There were a number of guys out there that are that are still on the team, um, you know, that, that uh, were options. There's like Jamie Alexiak, who's just a big-time D-man, long, long-time player, uh, star at uh, – or the stars. Uh, oh. Brandon Tanev, he was a popular jersey last year. Uh, Yanni Gord is a great one. Um, I think he's going to be the next captain, so we'll just wait and see how that how that plays out um, based on how he plays what? on the ice and how he seems to run warm-ups and stuff. But I picked Adam Larson because he's a D-man. He stands tall. He does his job. does it more this year than he did last year. Um, but I got it because um, Mom said he looks like me. So um, sometimes <laughs> really? it's a totally – yeah, sometimes to it's a totally him. unrelated reason. I'll pull him up. I'll have to look at him. Um, what yeah. number? What number is it? He's number six. Very good. Yeah, I think you've told, you've told me that. Uh, that's a good number. It's a good number to have. Um, yep, it's a good, good one. And I'd like to get one this year, but uh, we'll see how that pans out. Those retro reverse jerseys are really nice. I didn't like them at Ooh. first, but they ended up growing on me. What color so team look is those that? Up. That's kinda, yeah, look those up. They have um um they're they're more like the uh, uneven stripes, uh heavy on the sea green. Sea green and okay. the navy blue. Um so it's kinda interesting at first, but watching them play in those a couple times, I was like, Oh, okay, these are kinda good. I like them. Nice. Uh, if you played hockey, what position would you be? Well, see, I, I thought about this, and I've had people ask me about this, and friends of mine have kind of shot oh, wow. the shit when it comes to that. Um, oh. And it's difficult because I have not played hockey. 
pretty much mm-hmm. all the other sports that I've watched, I have played at some point. So I at least have some understanding of how the sport works. And I don't have that with hockey. And I can tell where I'm lacking when it comes to that because there's subtleties of how players move and their positioning and how they use their skills that it's just a little bit harder for me to pick up on. And I am definitely, when it comes to the other sports, more in touch with that than I am with stats. So I'm looking at some stats uh, talking about, um, for example, Vince Dunn's effectiveness as a D-man when he plays 21 to 22 minutes, 22 to 23 minutes, 23 to 24 minutes. And I see all these stats, and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm looking at here, um, hmm. you know, for the most part. Um, so I don't look at that, obviously, when I'm when I'm trying to evaluate the game. I'm not even trying to evaluate. I'm just trying to enjoy it. So um, if I were to play something, I would have to wonder because if you're a defenseman, mm-hmm. you have to be a good back skater. You have to be able oh. to skate well backwards, obviously, you know, because you're going through the neutral zone, you're going back into your own zone. You want to stop guys on the rush and stuff like that and uh, play in front of the net. Games in front of you, so you're on your heels. Not necessarily on your heels, but, you know, you're floating that direction. So, um, I don't know. I got the uh, I got the baseball swing. So I would play hockey left-handed. Mm. So now Wait. I'm trying to think about this. Uh, that would put you, me on the right wing. What do you What do you mean left-handed? Uh, how do you determine left-handed? So the, the hand that uh, the dominant hand is the one that's on top of the stick, because that's the one that's controlling, um, you know, all your uh, smaller stick movements. And your bottom hand is really more of the balancing hand or, you know, the uh, adding strength hand uh, if you're taking a shot or something like that. So you're following through with that hand, but your dominant hand is the one that's, you know, say if you're doing a wrist shot, that's the one that's scooping, doing the twist to scoop it and then launch it as well. Mm -hmm. So it controls the motion. So basically your dominant hand controls the motion. And having played baseball and swinging on the right, it makes sense when you pick up a stick to pick it up that way. But then, you know, you have to look or turn around and say, well, I'm playing it left-handed now. So put me on the right wing, put me up front, smashing guys into the boards, playing in front of the Mm -hmm. net and uh, taking some good shots on the goalie and maybe pushing some guys around. Would you be a goon as well? No, I don't. Well, no, I don't think that's my style. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you have to be tough. I, I, goons, that. Well, of course you not do. That you're not, not that you're not. Goons don't tough. really exist. Oh, I don't know if I'm tough enough to play hockey. <laughs> yeah, they're tough. Yeah. But they are. Goons, but uh, goons don't exist. Yeah, I'm saying goons don't really exist anymore. Um, okay. They can't because the game is so high skilled, and they're kind of trying to phase out a lot of the fighting and. Um, more of the excessive uh, physicality in the game, which, you know, is a conversation that kind of comes in on one end of, well, should we even take hits off the uh, off the game? And it's like, no. Hmm. But, hmm. I'm a, but I'm a, I'm a traditionalist in any sort of, in any sort of word and phrase. And um, it's just like basketball, how they took out a lot of the things like hand checking and stuff like that. 
And now, over the last, you know, probably seven, eight years or so, I really haven't watched any basketball because I'm like, I don't want to watch a free throw and three-point contest. I don't, there's no fun in that. Mm. So, do, um, do you think, not necessarily a do, goon, but a hard-playing player. That's what I would be. Yes, yes. Um, do you think fighting should be a part of hockey, or do you think they should just get rid of it? Oh, I think they should keep it. Mm. Um, I think that's something that makes the sport special, is being able to do that, especially in such a physical sport. Um you know, you're you're literally doing a dance out there when you're circling around with a guy on the ice, and you're almost you're incredibly limited in your in your motions, especially when you start grappling and trying to just get punches underneath or over the top because the guy's holding onto your jersey and ducking his head down or something like that. And you're on skates too when you're circling, more often than not. Um, but it's it's really a matter of uh, guys standing up for their team. You know, because hits are out there and guys are going to go a little bit too far sometimes, maybe on a star player, and, and they have a guy on the team that'll that'll stand up for the guy. And it's, it's a morale booster. And, you know, when it comes down to it, too, it's exciting for the fans. I think everybody loves a fight. Oh, yeah. Gets the crowd going. Um, do you think Seattle may become a hockey town? Like, it kind of adopted the Sounders? Um it became a pretty good soccer town. Uh, what do you think? Like hockey or soccer more popular in Seattle? Well, that's a hard one. I think that'll take some time to to, uh, to unravel as far as that goes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, those are the two sports that are pretty comparable. Um, a lot of uh, hockey players and hockey fans are soccer fans and vice versa. And, you know, they're also very tribal too, so – We'll have to see. Um, it's hard to say with the changing landscape here in Seattle, uh, as the town itself has changed um, monumentally just in the last like half a decade hmm. to decade. You mean just, um, just so many people, so many more people? Yeah, just how it's uh, yeah, just how it's changed overall as a city. I mean, I like to say right now that uh, we're like we're ten years behind San Francisco, so um, it's not it's not looking good. Uh, but that's besides <laughs> the point. I think Seattle is very very capable of becoming a hockey town. There are people who are just you know waking up now to the sport and saying, "Hey, I really enjoy this. Maybe my kids will enjoy this." Comes down to it when it's like the kids enjoy it then you're going to have something to build upon. Um, people are going to start finding rinks more, trying to get ice time, play themselves, uh, have their kids play peewee hockey. Um, I mean, kids might want to more if they're watching guys on TV do that. So um, I like to think it's entirely possible and if they can keep playing at a high level. Um, something that Seattle has begun to show is that they uh, they have high expectations. And you can thank the Seahawks for that in the last uh, ten years now. Um, um they've, they've so turned into one of those teams, oh. one of those cities. Sorry, sorry. Were you gonna say anything else about that? 
No, I mean the Mariners are kind of their own, um, their own little island of Seattle fandom, just because we've put up with them being terrible for so many years, uh, somehow. Um, so mm-hmm. obviously we'll see how that changes around since uh, they've not this seem to have some guys and seem to be doing something right. But uh, the true Mariners fan in me says, well, wants to ask the question, how are they going to blow it this time? <laughs> not the not the players necessarily the organization yeah 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 um you were talking about do you think that it's a problem for kids growing up because you need so much equipment in um like ice time and there's lots of equipment you need for hockey versus soccer you just need a ball so i think soccer will always be more popular with the younger generation um but i mean geography plays a part too but what do you think about that uh, yeah, that's true. I don't know if I'd, I mean, I guess that's kind of an arbitrary comparison, but um, it makes yeah. sense because, yeah, you just need a ball and you need uh, maybe some shin guards and some cleats and a pair of shorts and you're good to go. Um, hockey gear is not cheap, um, not inexpensive. There's a lot of things that a uh, player needs to get. And, uh, I mean, even on top of the gear, a lot of, uh, I mean, like you said, ice time. Uh, having having a home ice, being able to do practices like that. Uh, I think one comparison that might work, uh, obviously not with the gear, but uh, with the uh, need, the space needed for practice is uh, swimming. Like they, mm. it's not not an inexpensive sport. Um, you know, you got to pay for the coaches, the um, pools, the travel, the the meet fees. Um, stuff like that. Um, the, having the high point of entry is definitely inhibiting um, and, and can be very inhibiting to kids that want to play and uh, particularly in the climate where a lot of people nowadays are struggling just to get by. They, can, they wouldn't be able to dress their kid for a, for a hockey game and keep that up. That'd be it just seems less feasible for more and more people. Um, so the the bar gets raised higher because you have those rich um, families. Maybe not. Okay, so I shouldn't qualify that as rich, but people that can dedicate resources to developing a mm-hmm. kid's talent, and and you see it year in and year out now. And it's really being there's a really big spotlight on uh, this kid Connor Bedard, who is going to be eligible for the draft next year. He's a number one guy, and there's a lot of training videos floating out there of the things that uh, the tools that he had to train himself, or to, not just to train himself, but to train when he's at home. Um, so, yeah, hmm. the, the the bar is really high for the point of entry, and that's always going to be something that uh, I think sports are going to be grappling with, and you see a lot of. Uh, you know, major league players, NHL players, devoting their their personal resources to supplying kids with gear to play. So it's obviously so, a, not an equitable hmm. necessarily playing field, and there's always going to be work towards that. So, so do you mean Connor Bedard had a bunch of um, like extra help? and he had a bunch of resources. Is that what you're saying? 
Uh, yeah, I guess yes and no. Um, I mean, the, he just has those available to him. Now, okay. you think like, okay, well, what happens if uh, these practice tools and resources and people are available to everyone that wants to play? There might be a lot mm -hmm. more people involved at that level. Um, but of course, mm -hmm. that's the, you know, sort of a, a utopian interpretation, obviously. Mm -hmm. Do you think Portland could get a NHL team? Because that would be a, a nice little uh, rivalry, Seattle-Portland. Is that on the docket? I mean, it would mm -hmm. theoretically, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and say no. Because there's... Okay. Uh, <laughs> 32 teams in the league and oh i don't believe they have any um plan or any i mean obviously as far as i know i don't i don't think they have any plan to expand right now they were playing mm -hmm. with 31 for a while so you know 32 is a nice even number when it comes to breaking out a league and so uh i, I don't think expansion's on the mind nor do I Speaking, necessarily have a lot of faith in Portland, Portland's uh, major sport uh, supportability. Not to discount oh. <laughs> the Blazers, but um, mm -hmm. yeah, they got trash Portland for a minute. Yeah, the Blazers, the Blazers are pretty good home crowd, but uh, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, I mean, well, Blazers have. A staple of Portland for a long time now. Mm hmm. Um, I was so, gonna, I was gonna say. I guess it goes. Who knows? Oh, of course. Of course. Uh, I was gonna say. Speaking of expansion, do you think the Seattle SuperSonics? You mentioned them earlier. Do you think that they'll be back in the 2020s? Is that? Well, that's a lot of years to speculate. Um. <laughs> yeah. Over. I mean. So. I mean, it's 2023. Obviously, it's it could be possible. Not that many more years. Yeah, we got six, 23. Six more. We got six, six more. Mhm. Mm but um, yeah, what do you think? I'd say it. Uh, it it could. I don't want to say never, but I know that they have repeatedly. The uh, NBA has repeatedly said that they have no interest in expanding. And so, so we'd have to take now. Some the rumors are surrounding. Yeah, I don't even know yeah. about that. I think rumors yeah. now are swir uh, swirling that Mexico City is is a possible destination for the NBA, and uh, what? you know that kind of really? Seattle in the dust when uh, really not around. Um, that's so. If that's the NBA doesn't have any interest in me, I don't want to have any interest in them. And is that petty? <laughs> yes, probably. But <laughs> I have something else well, that I can watch during the winter now, and I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, that's interesting that they might go to Mexico City because um, they are they're playing in Paris on Thursday, so um, just like the well, that's NFL. Interesting. Who is playing that game? Are they doing uh, those same things now? Of uh, hmm? what? Are they doing those same things needed of uh, of like uh like just like you said like the NFL uh, NFL. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like the NFL was in Germany and London. Um, yeah, it's like a, I think it's Bulls Pistons. It's it's not the it's not the most interesting teams going over there, but um, yeah. Uh, so that's gonna be in Paris. 
Um, yeah. So, so you think the Sonics might? I no, you're saying no. You're leaning towards no for the Sonics. Uh, I can't believe I that the NBA. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I can't believe that they would consider Mexico City. That would be a, a crazy move. Um, but well, that's any, just what I heard. It doesn't mean it's yeah, going to yeah. happen. Yeah, but they could they could go two teams because NBA is only thirty teams, so they do they could add two teams um, as possible. Right. But anyway, as well. We'll we'll wrap up we'll wrap up here. Um, I was going to ask you, are you working on a jigsaw puzzle currently? Oh gosh, no. But I just did move in myself to a to a larger room, and I have thought about that. Uh, nice. I do have the table, and I do have the puzzles. Um, oh, I have just nice. been using my space now to stretch out and start doing some yoga and stuff, and uh, build up some strength and stop sitting on my ass and playing video games uh, when I when I'm in my room. So. It's nice to have that do you, space. Do you do you have a favorite video game you're playing? Oh, I have a rotating cast, but uh, right now I'm playing MLB The Show 22. Hmm. Um, nice. You know, the, the things I like about those sports games is just building the my player and taking myself through the league. Uh, I wasn't oh. doing that with NHL 22. Uh, when I was playing that for a while uh, until I figured out how the AI played um, pretty much the same way at any difficulty level. And uh, once you kind of crack that puzzle, then it becomes a lot less fun. It's still fun to put, score a goal, and it's always going to be fun to hit a home run. So huh. sometimes I'll just sit there and listen to my tunes yeah, yeah. and play some games so can't can't knock relaxing that is fun um what jig do you have a jigsaw puzzle like a one picked out to do next like a city like seattle skyline oh, no. or something or, oh no i haven't have... done one in a long time and what i'll probably do is when I go out to mom and dad, they'll look and see what puzzles they have stashed away that I have not done yet and borrow one of those. Doesn't do you, matter what do it you, is. Um, grandma just gave me one that's like a hundred pieces. <laughs> like like a mini one. Cause don't don't you normally do uh a thousand piece puzzles? Well, a hundred's kinda of fun. Something she can mm. send in the mail. Uh, okay. yeah, I'll typically do a thousand because that's all I have space for. Okay. I've seen some pretty yeah. wacky ones out there that I think are like 25,000 pieces. People do those like, on like whole floors of houses. I'm like, I just don't have the space. Maybe that I sounds... have the desire, but I don't have the space. You, that sounds like something you'd go to see in a museum. Um, they'd have like a whole floor dedicated to the whole floor would just be jigsaw puzzles all over. It could be a whole jigsaw puzzle. What, as like as like a memorial to is it's like a memorial to tenacity. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It this could there's be. A, it's just an idea. Mhm. Yeah, there's those nice ones that uh, I know Grandma had on on her old house. Uh, I think like a three thousand uh, piece Battle of Waterloo painting one. Oh. 
that was up there. Very nice. Yes. I have all those Very good. photo mosaics of uh, Star Wars that I enjoyed doing back in the day. Um, those ones yeah. are tough. Stuck in photo mosaics, you're looking at little tiny pictures and like slight color changes in them to try to put together a larger picture. And, what, uh, what, what does a photo mosaic mean exactly? It is a photo built out of photos. A photo An built, image out, built of out of photos. An image okay. built out of photos. So, okay. Um, like the Yoda one is a bunch of stills, um, a bunch of tiny stills from I think The Empire Strikes Back. Wow. So it's just a bunch of tiny. It's not the same photo. Is it different photos? They're all different photos, and they all have different like color schemes in the photos to put together to make a Yoda. So a lot of times they're using the same ones over and over again with the greens, blacks, in-betweens. Very good. Do you ever get into the Legos anymore? No, but I thought about it. I have enough uh, sets that I have to go and build anyways from the late 1990s anyways. Uh, So I might as well start with those. And that's a project what, like, that requires tenacity. <laughs> like uh, some Star Wars from the late 90s? Or Indy, oh, I can't Indiana remember. Jones? Some, uh, oh, definitely not Indiana yeah. Jones. I don't think they I don't think they had those back then. I'm thinking oh, more okay. of like the pharaoh-themed ones um, in ancient Egypt. And uh, oh, yeah. like the Wild West ones. I built some of the pirate ones and all that stuff. That's just yeah, a long. Yeah. It's just a long project because there's sets and sets and sets of pieces to put together, and you can put together all of it just to find that one cup is missing, um, which was infuriating. Wow. But speaking of speaking of pirates, what it is. Yeah, speaking of pirates, uh, before the end, um, I just came up with a joke the other day, kind of related to pirates. Um, so you know how. Uh, they would throw an ice-cold bucket of water to wake the guy up. That's like a trope in pirate movies, you know? Sure. Um, I, I think they were they were early on skincare, on like new age holistic skincare. That's my <laughs> that's my take on that. Do, do you get it? Well, I think you there's get, a lot of under- merit in that. <laughs> this, it's it just like washing sense. your face in cold water. The, it, it's good for your skin. It is good for your skin to to. Do you ever do like the ice cold shower? Um, like do you I, ever, I would call that yeah. an astute observation, and I wouldn't expect yeah. that pirates would have much hygiene. So uh, to be able to pick hygiene out of basic activities is probably a impressive testament. <laughs> do you ever do the uh, um, use mom and dad's shower here in the basement? And do you ever put it on ice cold it gets so cold here it's like mountain water here in spokane but that's just an observation uh no no i haven't i haven't done that uh not not at least there but uh trying to start the cold showers going to generate a little discipline and routine yeah when when i'm here it just really just barely started that oh yeah it sucks (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 
when I'm here, I do uh, sauna and then just direct into ice cold shower. And it's, it's a really good, um, you know, the mix from super hot to super cold. It, it's good for you. But feels good. It, is too. it relaxing in any sort of way? Oh, yeah. It, it makes you, it just, it revitalizes your whole body. Just going, just, you. yeah. Do you ever do the sauna? Oh, of course, I always do the sauna. Yeah, yeah. Yep, it's just a good... That's, and that's I've a also luxury done... that I am not afforded here, and oh. so I have to take advantage of it there. Mm-hmm, exactly, exactly. Um, I have done sauna here and then gone and jumped in the snow, and that's called a Norwegian sauna, I believe, uh, when you go jump in the snow right straight from the sauna. But... uh it's, Ooh, it's good. like a isn't it like a it's a Norwegian ice bath, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like something like that. It, it's like the that's Norwegian like the, ice bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's just the I like doing that kind of stuff. It just feels good for your body. But like like when people do the cold plunge in the winter, like uh, in the East Coast or something, they go in in like Boston or New England or something. They in February. Oh, yeah. You know, I've thought about, I've thought about that, but I, uh, I obviously not important enough for me to remember. So we'll see how that, uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Because I know about the cold plunge and Go, or like, that would be enticing. But uh, why don't you just report to me when you have, um, you know, some some empirical evidence on your physical uh, wellness when it comes to that stuff, and you know, if you bring something to the table, then then I'll believe it. Not just believe it, well, but not I not believe it. I'll take that back. It's not the believing part. It's the trying part. I think it, it Give must be. Give me some be, evidence, I, and then I'll try it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, because I'm not, I'm not, like, an expert on it. But uh, sweating, like, sweating must be in the sauna. There's something about sweating that's definitely good for your body. And um, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to research that, but who knows? I'm sure there's some something to say that cold showers are it's definitely good for your mental discipline like you were saying as well just to just like to stand in there and to do it if you don't want to but um well, it's good for your skin health yeah it's good for your skin too exactly it exfoliates it uh opens up your pores or or closes no it closes something. your pores okay there you go it, yeah it closes yeah, your pores exactly. okay um Anything else before we end it you want to say? No, I think before the next, Kraken are playing tomorrow, time. so I'm going to be watching that game. Who they got? New Jersey. Yeah. New Jersey is a decent team this year, so that'll be good to see them see them play. Very good. Yeah, so well, I'm going to be thanks. watching that tomorrow. Well, go, go Kraken. Uh, thank you for talking to me on, on this. This was fun, and uh, yeah, yeah. I can only speak as a fan, so thanks for letting me open my mouth about it. And I probably said some things that are really stupid, and I might hear about it. (laughs) So we'll just find out. I don't care. I enjoy it, and I'm learning. Well, well, this was fun, uh, and yeah, I hope you have have a good rest of the night, and have a good day tomorrow. And I'll I'll text you, talk to you soon. Alrighty. Yeah, thanks.
All right. All right. Bye. See you, Nick. Bye-bye. See you. Bye. Bye.